0: Waiting for the sunshine Waiting for the
1: sunshine Ooh. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Live One For One where we have conversations that challenge us to live a life that will change a life. My name is John and today we're going to talk about vision. I'm super excited about this conversation as we head into the new year. Check it out. Jenny in the house. Jennifer Galahar. Hello. Yes, yes. So today we're going to talk about vision. And I thought this would be a great topic because obviously we're coming into the new year. Um, and whether you're in your family or whether you're in your business or nonprofit or church, everyone's kind of in this crunch time because you go from like Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year's Eve. And then it's you're right in it. And before you know it, you can sometimes not even have any goals for your organization or your uh, your family. But I think more importantly, um, I thought it'd be cool to talk about vision for our families. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's we'll do it. <laughs> but I think when it, com- when it comes down to our families, you know, and we're talking about vision, um, I know for me, I was just telling our team, um, which many, if you don't know, we re- run a nonprofit called The Bridge House, and I was telling our team, I was like, you know, we do a great job with planning and organizational health here, goal setting. But then when it comes to our my personal family, I'm like, man, I suck at this. Like, I'm so bad. And I think you were talking about just the chaos of your family yes. as well, too. What's the number one chaotic thing about you going on in your family right now?
0: I think the number one chaotic thing in our house right now is probably just time management, I guess. So many mm. people going so many different directions. Yeah. And there's not enough time in the day.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's a common thread for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I just had breakfast with a friend of mine and he was saying how, you know, his he has one child and they're, she's in travel league. Um, and then she's also in basketball and, and also in volleyball. Yeah. And so they were telling me about their schedule. And I know especially from in, coming from upstate New York to Tennessee, sports are a whole nother level out here oh, than yes. they are in upstate New York.
0: Yes, I your, that. your
1: daughter and your daughters are all in travel yes. leagues as well too. What are yes. they in?
0: They both played travel volleyball this year.
1: Okay. So, yeah. So yeah. you got that going. So are you and got, then school ball? Yeah.
0: And then we have bow and baseball. So right. Ever all three doing completely different, right. Different things. So,
1: and then at the same time you're supposed to foster, you yeah. know, a good relationship with your husband and your kids. And, and that doesn't even include taking care of yourself.
0: Yes. <laughs> what do you do for
1: gen time? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I try to get two hours of sleep.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: No, but I think this, you know, the most chaotic thing in my family right now is um, I love my dad. He lives with us now um, temporarily because he had a stroke. And so he is staying in our home. I love him. Dad, if you're listening, you're amazing. I love you. Uh, but anytime you put someone that's not in your you know, circle and yes. you bring somebody else in that circle, there's just a different dynamic. There's yes. different needs and challenges. And so um, my wife and I both work and she works nights and I obviously work days. And so when I come home, there's like a you know baton handoff where she's on her way out. I'm on my way in. I'm finishing up dinner. We're serving the kids. And my dad is obviously needing food as well, too. And I'm trying to give my wife a quick kiss before she leaves and then she's off and then I'm with the kids for the rest of the night trying to do homework and all that kind of stuff and so it's the same thing I think of just time management in our homes and when it comes to our houses do you feel like you're I mean you're part of the bridge house would you feel like the way that we operate as an organization at the bridge house and we have our values and we talk about our values in all our team meetings and then we when you look at our mission statement, you're like how we do it. I mean, super clear. We have our team huddles every day. Do you feel like that you, do you guys do any of that in your own home personally or no?
0: Um, no, no. And it would be helpful. I think if we did, because here we have clear guidelines, clear structure, we know what our values are and we adhere to those. Yeah. And that's what makes, I think the bridge house run so well, um, is that we have that level of expectation and values that we all You know, we all have that. So definitely, I think it would be something. The only thing really is at the beginning of the year, um, we sit down as a family and we do what's called our bucket list for the year. And it's just things that we want to do that maybe we want to accomplish or places that we want to go or things that we want to do throughout the year so that's always fun
1: yeah but yeah does that like do you see that actually work out like if you guys take that time and then you create some of your bucket list items and do you actually see where you guys have yes. completed some of those things or yes okay
0: especially at the beginning you know because you're like oh let's check some of these things off and then yeah. you know as the year goes on as all things you know you kind of taper taper off but definitely yeah you know an idea and it's more even when looking at Christmas like that helps us mm-hmm. think of things to do, experiences where we can connect as a family, rather than just you know buy gifts to be buying gifts. So. Dude,
1: you and I were talking about that the other day, and I was I came up with this grand idea to tell my kids that this Christmas we would do no decorations, no trees, no gifts, but we would go on an experience somewhere instead. Yeah, I'm loving this. I'm thinking like I'm looking, thinking to myself. Wouldn't it be cool 20 years from now, I look back and I just have all these like photos from Christmases that we just ditched out and just did stuff as a family. In my mind, this is an easy sell. Take it to my kids. My daughter's sobbing at the table. <laughs> you know, my son Judah is like crying hysterically. And, you know, as someone who is a follower of Jesus, I'm like, clearly I taught them nothing about what Christmas really is. <laughs> So obviously, I failed at that. And, you know, we're going to just do the normal thing, I guess.
0: I had a pretty similar conversation with Bo. He actually told me on the way to school, we were talking about it. And he was like, Yeah, that's a great idea, but not for Christmas.
1: Yeah, let's do that for um, in the summer. You're like, That's called a vacation, Bo. <laughs> He's like, yeah, let's do one of those. Let's yes. do another one of those. It's like, Sounds yeah. great,
0: but not for Christmas.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, I want to share this first because I was reading this the other day. And um, I think when it comes to vision, again, I was talking earlier that we can so easily immediately hear that word and then take it to our organization or take it to our business or something that maybe we're leading in our life. And I I believe that what we really need to do first is everybody has a home. Are our homes running just as efficiently or more efficiently, which they should be than our businesses, our churches, our nonprofits yeah. fill in the blank. And I think I know for me personally, and I already said this is I would say a lot of these type of things that we're doing here, you know, I desperately need to grow in personally in my own home. Now we do have values in our home. I have the, my values posted and we discipline the values and we celebrate the values. And if my kids break a value, I say, Hey, what value did you just struggle with? And they'll say, you know, I didn't work hard and do my best. And I'm <laughs> like, okay, well, you know, how can we work hard and do our best? Or, you know, if they slap their brother in their face, you know, what value did you just break? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Be quick to forgive and admit my mistakes. I'm <laughs> like, so you made a mistake. So ha- and having those values are important and so we do that, but when I think of the business of our life, we don't take the time that we need to to just sit there and talk about like, okay, what's a you know, what's the most important thing right now that we need to rally around as a family and how can we all work together to pull our weight? Yeah. Um, or even daily check-ins. You know, hey, we're all going to check in even if it's 15 minutes at this time and we're just going to give our highlights. And I think you guys said you did that, like the yes. was it a, thorn we do and a rose or something. Yes, we do
0: a rose and a thorn.
1: Rose and a thorn. What does a that table. look like?
0: It's kind of like hollow buffalo, but you go around the table and you say you're high for the day. Oh yes. And you're low for the day.
1: Yes. Rose. Which is great.
0: Your rose and your thorn. Yeah. Which yeah. is
1: great because that's you know your wins and your challenges, and then based on those shared, you can kind of lead as a parent and coach as a parent yes. of knowing what's going on in your kid's life. So if yes. they're like, man, my thorn was I. You know, and being made fun of at school or whatever. Yeah. Then at that point, you can kind of start to realize that there's something going on in their life. So I yes. think that's super important, and that's a great way to have like a daily check-in, if you will, yes. to be intentional about that. But I came, I saw, read this verse in, in my devotional, and it said, "Um, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint, but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction." Um, and I think it's that whole idea, like without vision people perish, um, and families perish. You know, when we're not being intentional about our number one organization being our family and we're having, maybe we're making great money at the companies that we work for or we're meeting needs missionally at our nonprofits or at our churches, but our families are suffering, Mm -hmm. then we have priorities mixed up. Yeah. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on just like what, kind of stirs in you, Jen, when you hear that, just as a mom. Because you're a mom of three, four. four. Oh, yeah, because you're fostering. Yes. Yes. Right?
0: Yes. I love that. Honestly, if I'm being completely transparent, like that is something that we struggle with. You know, we often, my husband and I often have this conversation of how it feels like our family kind of gets the leftover us. Um, And that's easy to do because what I – where I work here at the bridge house. I'm very passionate about it.
1: Yeah. And so, your boss is super demanding.
0: Yes. Oh, gosh, he's I hate terrible. That guy. I can't I'm wait kidding. For him to leave. <laughs> but it's easy for me to give this a lot. And, you know, and so sometimes my family can get yeah. the leftovers because I do love it and I am passionate about it. But honestly, my family is equally passionate about it. So mm. even my kids will say, Hey, let's go check on the kids. Let's go hang out, or mm. if it's a kid you know that they they have grown close to while they were here, and they know they're leaving. Hey, let's go over and and hang out with them before they leave. So it's easy for me because it is something that I'm passionate about to be all in here. And by the time I get home, I'm tired and just mm. you know kind of lose loosen up at home where I should you know start there, and this should be the overflow, not. Yeah, you know, so that's that's definitely a struggle. But
1: you do a good job, though, and I've I've seen this as well too, because I do think it's important to, whether it's ministry or your or a for profit organization, that you include people into your mm-hmm. home with what you're going through. Yes, you know, like if you compartmentalize your life and say you're at work and you're just grinding things out, and you come home and you're like, I don't want to talk about work. Yes, and you're just you don't let them in. And I think when you come home and you allow your kids to come into your workplace Mm -hmm. and your, when I say workplace, like even just your emotional workplace of like what you've gone through in the day and you say, Oh man, you know, buddy, this was really hard. And you give your kids the ability to kind of just talk to you and hear your high low, you know, or your thorn and your rose as well too. I do think it can create health in your organization Mm -hmm. because they know, Oh man, dad's going through this or, Oh, this is what mom's going through. and, And they're going through hard things too. They're not perfect. Um, and then also I think it kind of helps you shoulder things together as a family Yeah. where is if you compartmentalize it and you can do be, do that in, um, in church life too. I mean, how many yes. times do do we see pastors who do that, who they just kind of compartmentalize like church life to home life. And really the idea I believe in is where you can bring home to work and work home and do it healthy where mm-hmm. they, neither one has to suffer, but they can grow together. Yes. I mean, that's the goal. That'd be the ideal.
0: Yes. And I think it helps my kids see like we're a mission-minded family. This yeah. is what we do. We serve. We serve others. So, I think it's good that they see that firsthand. Yes. And I think the verse, I always go back to the verse. Um I think it's Hebrews 13:14. Come on, maybe, preach it. maybe <laughs>
1: one of those verses in Hebrews, <laughs> <clears throat> one of those in Hebrews,
0: but it says for here, we have no everlasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Mm. So I think if we're constantly having this vision of being kingdom minded and furthering the kingdom, then that's the vision that I want for my family. I want them mm. to be kingdom minded and not, um, you know, just sucked into the, the world. And- yeah.
1: I love that verse. Say that verse again.
0: For here we have no everlasting city, but we seek the city which is to come.
1: Man, I love that.
0: I think it's Hebrews thirteen fourteen.
1: That brings yeah. like life to my I bones love it. right there. I love it. And that's the perspective because how many times do we get focused on mm-hmm. the city that's here? You yes. know, our city, what we're going through. And not our city isn't like necessarily yeah. our community, but just more, you know more metaphorically like our own city yes. and our home. What we're dealing with, um, workplace, spouses' workplace, schools, mm-hmm. sports. And we're investing, investing, investing. But it's like, no, what about the city to come? Yeah. You know, that's eternal. And I think when we're leading, we always have to be leaders that are um, not not only uh, servants, but we're also. um, Dude, I'm totally botching this. Hold on. Let me read it because I'm trying to (laughs) read it while I'm talking. (laughs) It says good leaders not only are servants, but make their organizations into servants as well that's what i was yeah. trying to say. Yeah. Um and so when we're talking about okay when we're looking into 2024 which is crazy to say that and we're thinking of that word vision and we say okay instead of being so focused on what we're going to try to create for revenue in our organization or how many people we're going to serve and we i mean those are all good things and we mm-hmm. need to do them what if we were all to say man let's look at our families and what are we focused on? Yeah. What's the most important thing in our family? What's the most amount of money that we're spending? Because um, numbers tell a story. Mm-hmm. And where are the where is that money going? What 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 do our finances show that we value? What does our time show that we value? Do we like that? Yeah. Like, are we happy with the way that our marriage is? Are we happy with the way that our kids are behaving? Are we happy with what our kids value? Are we Do we feel content in those things? And if we don't, yeah, I mean, I think it's really important that we before we start casting vision for all these other things that we're a part of, that we say, Man, we need to take care of home first. Because eventually it will end up rearing its head and it will affect your workplace. Yes. In some capacity. You know, it'll be like, Okay, you know, I wasn't giving my marriage the time that it needs. So therefore, like you can end up having moral failures or divorce or fill in the blank or maybe you didn't give your kids the time that they need and they didn't feel heard, and so now you're dealing with behavioral issues and you're dealing with, um, you know, maybe academic suspensions that they're on because of, yeah. you know, schooling or fill in the blank, and then that's affecting your employment now because of stress and all that. So they affect each other, Yeah. you know? Um, I think I'd love to hear, again, like, from you as a mom, what could you tell some moms out there who are just grinding out, daily (laughs) Mm -hmm. and feel like they just need encouragement breath of fresh air to create some vision for them in 2024 put you on the spot jen yes
0: i need to find something in a second read it because it's really good and it spoke to me but i think we just had this conversation too about my Daughter coming home, she'd been at somebody's house and talking mm-hmm. about how clean their house is, and that's great. <laughs> but honestly, like we live there. Um, the dishes can wait, the laundry can wait, like we have to, you know, be involved with our kids. We have to communicate with our kids, we have to build relationships with our kids. And I know um that's important. That yeah. is the foundation, the relationship that kiddos have with their parents that's the foundation for even the re- relationship with their heavenly father. So mm-hmm. I think that's the most important part, but I got to find this. Sorry.
1: Yeah. And while you're looking for that, I, you know, when it even when it comes to when we talk about like what we do at the bridge house with foster care or with kids that aren't in a home where there is vision, you see them perishing. Like you see yeah. the deterioration of who they are because of the lack of vision of a family unit. And so when we're talking about where is our family going to not invest in that first, you're going to absolutely see an effect in your life, in your kids' lives, in your wife's lives, whether it's Mm -hmm. for the positive or the negative, depending on how much you're planning and putting time into what your vision is for your family in 2020,
0: 2024. Okay. I found it. Part of it. I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but. Butcher it. Sorry, and just to quote where it came from, this is Jamie Finn from Foster the Family. Um, She also has a nonprofit in New Jersey Mm -hmm. that wraps around foster families. But it says, every word I speak, every dish I scrub, every diaper I change, every spill I clean that's done out of the love for my Savior is divinely transformed from a mom's chore into a daughter's worship. Mm. So I always love that. Like. It's easy to just in the everyday life, the dishes and the chores and the diapers to just be, you know, just almost like it's a chore. It's a burden. But if we transform that into the love for the Savior, that we're being servants, that we're leading and we're teaching our kids to be servants, um, it just turns into worship. Worship Mm. for our Savior.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The most important thing for any family when you're going to look at your goals is knowing, I think, the purpose of the family Mm -hmm. unit, which you just mentioned that. But you also mentioned that we're building and we're looking towards another city. Yes. Right. This isn't our our eternal resting place. So we know that we're investing in Mm -hmm. things to come. And if we're not doing that and we're not prioritizing our relationship with the Lord and then we're coming down to set goals for our family yeah we end we could end up making goals for our family that actually maybe aren't the healthiest goals like oh we're gonna we want you know our kiddos to be more involved here because they're killing it in sports we're gonna push them even further and then it's like yeah but what about their values and what about just the time for them just to be a child or maybe it's who knows what, you know, we want to take more vacations or we want to do this, but then it's like, well, hey, we haven't been a great steward with our money yeah. and the Lord really wants us to give more. Like we should give more and not going on as many vacations. But you don't know those things that the Lord is speaking to your life until you sit down and you say, okay. And maybe here's what I would even say, something practical. Just even if st- I would say start with husband and wife first and husband and wife sit there together in total silence for maybe just two minutes and just ask the Lord to clear your head so you don't just dive right into it. Two minutes, you just sit there, close your eyes and say, Lord, just give us your insight, what you want to do for our family. And then from there, um, what I would recommend, and these are things that we talk about as a team as well, too, you just say, okay, to your spouse, with no kids in the room if you can which is hard. <laughs> you can say hey and we ask ourselves this in the bridge house too what's working you know what's broken what's confusing and what's missing. And when we ask ourselves those things we can say all right let's start with what's working right now you know what's working in the life of Jen. Okay. Yeah. Well this 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 and this. What's working what's broken in the life of our family. Okay this is clearly broken, you know, or what's confusing in the life of our family? Well, nobody knows, well, who's doing what, you know, yeah. um, or what, what's missing altogether. We don't have enough family time. We're not checking in. We're not managing our budget correctly. And then from there, I think you can start to create a few goals for what you'd like to see your family accomplish in 2024. And then you can celebrate those, kind of like going back to your bucket list where you're saying, okay, as a family we wrote these down and then do it with your spouse first. And then from there you can say, we're going to include the kids into this, which mm. that'd be a wild time to ask yeah. them those questions. <laughs> <laughs> hey kids, what's <clears throat> working? They're like, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the PlayStation yeah. seems to be working yes. well. <laughs> uh, what do you think it would look like in your dynamic with your family? If you were to take them through those four things, like with your kids?
0: Oh, I can only imagine. I can hear Bo right now. Well, I got first place in Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's hilarious so that's working for me and the confusing part is i couldn't beat the next level of zelda (laughs) yes no it's so true i know um but i do think that those things are so um beneficial and uh when we're talking about vision for a family so i think you know just in like wrapping up because we didn't want to make this a real long podcast we just kind of wanted to give some clarity to some vision um one prioritize your number one organization Mm -hmm. first over um Other organizations you're you're part of, and that number one organization is your family. Um, And then two, start with your spouse and just say, okay, we're gonna sit down together and we're gonna take a couple minutes and just breathe, and then we're gonna ask ourselves those four questions: what's working, what's broken, what's confusing, what's missing. Start to write some stuff down, and then bring your kids into it. Yeah. And I think just like you have staff meetings, like have a hollow buffalo every day at the dinner table. What's your high? What's your lower? What's your thorn in a rose? And then if you can find a way to have a meeting with your wife once every week or a couple weeks to just yeah. see where you're at with what the, the four questions that you asked yourself, I mean that's a good start.
0: Yes. I agree. I love it. And it always starts out rocky. It does. You know, even my kids, the rose and a thorn, they're like, Not oh, this I know. again. I know.
1: <laughs> it is. And these conversations are so hard because I totally agree with you. They are so rocky. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to church and I've heard this on a Sunday and they're like, they'll say something inspirational that you need to do with your wife or your spouse. And then either her or I will end up going and try to implement that. Like we're going to do this. And then yes. you do it and the kids are barging in and nothing yes. goes, family's calling or there's a yes. crisis and you end up not doing it. You table it and you don't even come back to it yeah. for the entire year. Yes. And then next thing you know, you're, into 2025 yes. and you're like we didn't even do it yeah. and because life just dictates what can be the most important mm-hmm. thing and we have to flip that yeah and and really just hold it hold it ac- ourselves accountable yeah. to it and saying like we're not going to allow ourselves to yeah. be distracted while we do this because yes. it's so it's so important and the health of our family um is dependent upon it mm-hmm. you know and it's it, the
0: same thing with digging into our word. You know, Yes. you can always say, Well, I'll get up 30 minutes earlier. No matter yeah. how much earlier I get up, my kids are going to get up too. Oh, dude. But you still feeling. make time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It doesn't matter. You could get up three hours. I could get up at three o'clock in the morning and I will guarantee you my kids will get up too.
1: Yeah. Um, and the best part is when you're spending time with God and they're like, Hey, Dad, you're like, I'm spending time with Jesus. <laughs> get out of here. are <laughs> like, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> oh my gosh. God help us. I was talking to, um, you know, before we wrap up, I was talking to my friend today and, and I was, as I was driving yesterday, I was, I was praying and I, um, I was thinking to myself how desperately how desperately are we need a savior and how Mm -hmm. incredibly (sighs) deceitful and wicked our hearts are. And from the time that we wake up to the time that we sleep, our flesh is looking to gratify itself in some capacity, whether that's like we're manipulating things around us so that we can have more control or whether that's we're spending inappropriately or whether that's we're immoral or whether that's we're... Um, we didn't tell the whole truth and we're manipulating the conversation to get what we want or fill in the blank, whatever it is, anger, whatever. And when it comes just to what we're talking about, that time with God so that we can have clear vision, he gives us clear vision for our family. He gives us clear vision for our nonprofits, for our for profits company. He shows us the most important thing right now. Um, and so, when we spend time with him and then we bring that to our spouse and then we ask ourselves these four questions i think you have to do those things yeah. in order to be um to be able to make progress forward yeah for sure i love it yeah good stuff guys yes well i think that's the end of our podcast jen thanks for your two cents i love it it's awesome hey it was like it was not two cents it was like a big fat 100 bill
0: (laughs) I don't think so I think it was I think this podcast was probably more provoking for me like makes me want to go home and
1: likewise yeah I mean that's what I I was saying even before this I was like dude I suck at this like I'm looking at our I'm looking at our whiteboards right now in our office with all this stuff on it I don't have any of these at my house yes and yet I care way more about my family than I do about this organization which we should yes and I don't have any of these whiteboards up at my own house about direction or where we're going to go and how we're going to do it. And I'm like, man, something's wrong here. Yes. And that's what really just kind of wanted to talk about that today, because I, I think it. it's both of us being on this podcast with, you know, her husband, Scotty and my wife, Rachel and our families. And we're both working and we both have spouses that are working. We are saying, man, we don't have it all figured out. And this is something that we want to have vision for, for our own families in 2024 so that we yeah. can look back and say, man, This was a great year, had a lot of challenges, but because we were prepared, we asked ourselves the four questions, we sat down and just talked, we prioritized those times together, those daily huddles or Thorn and Rose or whatever, and man, we saw progress this year, and I think that's a win man what a great conversation around the topic of vision my biggest takeaway is asking ourselves the four questions when we're looking at vision for our family in 2024 what's working what's broken what's confusing and what's missing man i hope this conversation blessed y'all and as always live one for one